Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Luke Art, we're talking about what to give your grandkids, and there is a very special gift. It's a 529 college saving plan, and there's stories going around that the limits on gifting for the 529 are going up in 2023. So, Luke McCarty, can you explain how this would be a great gift for your grandkids, but the kids are going to hate it, though. But it's a great opportunity to start saving for college. So, yeah, the, the limits are going up. The The limits on a 529, I mean, there's there's the gift tax limits, but then there's also you can kind of front load a 529 and put a bunch of money into it. But for most of our listeners, you're probably not putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into your grandchild's 529 at the you know young age of two or three. Mm-hmm. So for most of us normal investors, I'd say normal grandparents, Living in Florida, right, we don't get a state tax deduction. So within a 529 account in certain states, you get a tax deduction um, for what you put into the 529. So that makes less sense here in Florida. But if you're still a resident of a different state, it could make more sense. But essentially, you're putting money away that can grow tax-free for higher education. You can also use these now for private education, K through 12. 321-425-8550, the benefits of a 529 college plan for your grandkids. Let's begin that conversation with Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. And Art, Luke, we've seen some lift in the stock market lately, but as we've mentioned before here on The Art of Money, bear market rallies are common and we shouldn't get too excited. I want you to hear this clip from Liz Young from SoFi, who tells CNBC that she only sees one more drop coming from the stock market. Well, if we look at the amount that we've risen over the last month, month and a half or so, we're up 10% since the end of September. That's a pretty big jump. And look, bear market rallies can be really powerful. I think that if this turns out to be one, this is no exception. If we do have another pullback in the market, I think it's the last one. Liz believes that the market is reflecting six months beyond the data that we're seeing. So should we take all that with a grain of salt? The fact that she starts her conversation about a bear market rally that's not good Mm -hmm. because what that means is we're still in a cycle where every high is lower than the prior high and every stock market low is at a new level lower than we were the prior low. So if we have one more, that means we're going to go to the newest, lowest level we've seen at this point. So it was bad back in June. It was bad again here in October. That means this could be uh, even a new lower low, which is odd because this time of year, normally the market likes to start focusing on Christmas, Black Friday, all the spending that's going on. And when that's not a key focus, that tells you how uh, the market has been really tough this year. And one of the things that Luke and I have been discussing a lot this year is bonds have been really beaten up brutally this year. So the Fed raising almost every month throughout this year has been really, really tough on the bond market as well as the stock market because we're talking about double-digit returns on the negative side for bonds this year, and that has never happened before. Yeah, I would say each of these bond market rallies we've had this year, you know, there was one in March, there was one in August, you know, is this one in September? We'll see. But the prior two we've had coming out of the lows have been, you know, reintroduced into the bear side with the Federal Reserve. So it really depends what, you know, Jerome Powell, sometimes even what he says, but kind of what they're doing, you know, the Federal Reserve's expectations, you know, for next year. And even though we've seen inflation come down, you know, in the sevens, that's still not very good. Mm -hmm. Their goal is still two to three. And a lot of the data, a lot of the impacts of what the Federal Reserve has done has not been felt yet. And so, you know, there's still potential for, you know, 
more job loss. I mean, the housing market's getting, you know, pretty much supply and demand's getting destroyed on there because there, there's less building, there's less buying, nobody's upsizing or, you know, trading their mortgage for a different one. So some of what the Fed is doing is working. However, um, you know, if this is the bear market rally, as Art said, you know, it, it means we could go to lower lows from here. As Luke mentioned about the housing market, Art, it's long been said that paying off your mortgage before retirement was the right thing to do. But do you think that's still a good strategy right now with the way the housing market is with interest rates? Well, if you have an interest rate that is two and a half or three and a half percent, you just might want to smile really big and make your payment right now because I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Luke and I both have, though. So when you're talking about having some of the lowest rates in history, um, there's no urgency to pay that off because you have such a low amount of interest that accumulates annually. Of course, it's always good to overpay because you can kind of, as a typical rule of thumb, you have a 30 year mortgage for every hundred thousand you borrow. Mm -hmm. If you will pay an extra hundred dollars a month, it'll typically take a 30-year mortgage to around 18-year level. So if you have 200000 it would take $200 a month more. If you have 300 it'd be 300 you have four, and so forth. So, um, But if you'll do that, because the way the bank does the amortization schedules, the majority of your interest is front-loaded. So if you can do some extra principal on that, it makes a huge difference over a 30-year period. Luke McCarty, if you have a client come to you and they say, I'm an empty nester, I'm looking to downsize, and they were going to talk about it in this market, would you say, hold off right now? Or would you say, if you've just got too much space and you can make a little bit of money off your house, do it? I'd say it depends if they're downsizing uh, with cash. You mm -hmm. know, if, if your house is paid off or almost paid off and you can buy the next house with cash, you know, now's one of the times I would recommend using most of your cash to buy the house, if not all of it, because, you know, you really don't want a mortgage in the sevens. You know, even though historically that's not a very high number for the last 20 years, that's a really high number. And if you're downsizing going into retirement, you don't want to pay more interest. So, that question you asked, I mean, if you can sell your house and buy another one for cash, mm -hmm. yes. If you're trading a mortgage, I'd be very careful and just know you're going to pay more interest for the next couple of years until the, until the Fed pivots. And the reason, Mark, that Luke is saying that, it'd be very careful. When we were doing data for clients back in December, when rates were three and a half, you could you know, mortgage a $500,000 home with 20% down and have about a $2,800 a month payment, including your escrow the same house today in December of this year, you're looking more like 42 to $4,400 a month. And the only change in that is really your interest. So instead of it being three and a half, you're now paying seven. So you're actually increasing your mortgage substantially just because of those interest rate costs. Do we know if they're going to bump up interest rates again? We have one more bump coming in December. Um, that's already on the horizon. And then a possibility of a quarter point bump in the first quarter of next year. And then for the most part, the Fed has said they're going to hold to that schedule. The good news about that, when one of the things that Luke and I will look at over time is what's the expectation for 23, then 24. And if you look at kind of way the market is predicted and also the Fed themselves is predicted, they're talking about rates actually coming back down. So if somebody does move into our area right now, they have to finance at six and a half or seven and a half percent. They still may have an opportunity to refinance a couple of years from now. It may be four percent. 5%. The two and the threes are gone, but they may be able to refinance at a little bit lower rate in the in the future. 
321-425-8550. One more time, 321-425-8550, Art of Money Radio, to reach out to the team. All right, Art, Luke, financial advisors seem very divided on whether to recommend annuities, even though they offer a steady stream of income in retirement. But why is that? I want you to hear this clip from our annuity advocate, Cheryl Moore of winkintel.com. She says, I think the advisors are saying that managing their clients' investments is the most important thing that they do just because that's the work that they do and they perceive that the work they're doing is important. But if they do a better job of listening to their clients, they'd hear them say that they are worried about running out of money and that they need some type of guaranteed paycheck. That's why an annuity is so great and why it's so in demand right now. We just have a disconnect between people who need it and people who know what it is. So if advisors can't agree on annuities, then how can we? <laughs> well, you've got some firms out there that say don't ever buy an annuity. You know, we've got some radio hosts out there um, that say don't buy an annuity. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. So the bottom line that we always go back to, though, is if your pension plan or your profit sharing plan is going to be sold and typically they don't want to keep it on the books anymore, where do they go to? They go to an insurance company and, it, and the insurance company does annuities for them. So the insurance industry does that extremely well. What you want to make sure you do, though, is you get in a product that is doing what you need it to do. So uh, there's some products that perform okay. There's some products that perform pretty poorly, and there's some products that perform exceptionally well. And then you've got the same thing on fees. You got to be very, very careful. There can be some products that have high fees, some products that have moderate fees, and some products that have very low fees or no fees. So um, just doing a little bit of homework, what Luke and I do here at McPherson Financial Group is kind of pre-screen all the different companies in the industry. And we really only deal with the top 10, and we're not going to put anything before a client that hasn't been screened. And not only do they have to have a phenomenal track record with us as a company. They also have to have phenomenal products and then also have a phenomenal um, service ratio. So if a client needs something, needs help with something, uh, needs a check, needs a distribution, uh, that they can do that extremely well and successfully. We had a great event last week at River Rocks. It was a retirement tax seminar that got rescheduled from the hurricane. Mm-hmm. When the last hurricane came through, we rescheduled it. And I had a client ask me after the event, he said, he said, Luke, so what do you, what do you guys think about annuities? And so, you know, I, I told him, you know, I thought my quick thoughts on the annuity is, you know, we use them if it's in your best interest, right? We use them as a bond alternative and we use them to reduce risk and potentially increase your income in retirement. And so anytime you use an annuity product, you have to be careful of the time frame on the annuity. You know, some are short term, some are long term, but any guarantee you have as an investment, there's some strings attached. And so, you know, annuities have them as well. So if if we're going to use an annuity in a portfolio here at McPherson Financial Group, we may use a couple and ladder them like a CD. You know, so you may have a two year, a three year and a five year. You know, what what we don't want to happen and what unfortunately what we've seen with with clients coming to us is clients that have a 12 year or a 15 year annuity. I'm sure they looked really good on paper because the, the longer you allow an insurance company to hold your money, the higher rate of return you should expect. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't always happen that way. So be careful in the really long-term types of investments, even if they sound really good, you don't have a get out clause. So by laddering them, you know we ladder our maturities and we increase liquidity over time. So they have a place in the portfolio. Um, you know We use them as a bond alternative. Art McPherson, 
the team in the McPherson Financial Group, you offer that portfolio x-ray where you take a deep dive into the portfolio to see what's working, to also see what adjustments need to be made. But what about specifically annuities? Absolutely. So like as an example, Luke was saying kind of a little bit of behind the curtain, we use annuities as a bond alternative. So Mark, if you had given us $100,000 this year and you and we put it in bonds for you, right now it'd probably be worth about 84000 But if we put that same money in annuity, depending on the type of annuity we put it in, it would at least be worth 100 still. So, you know, you have a, a guarantee there, uh, underlying guarantee that you can't lose money, you can't lose interest when the market is struggling like bonds are this year. And then we can tie it with either fixed rates. We didn't use much a couple years ago or even last year because the rates were so low. With the Fed raising as much as they have, we actually have annuities that have fixed rates paying four and a half and in the 5% range now. So we can actually get somebody a two, three, maybe a five-year product that is guaranteeing them 5%. So not only is the principal guaranteed, the interest rate is guaranteed. So it makes a big difference uh, when we can get some good fixed rates like that. But everything we review with our clients, make sure liquidity issues and all those type of things. But yeah, we will absolutely uh, be glad to dive in annuity discussions with clients. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one. Today's show has been a work of art. 